Welcome to the Divine Segment with Josephine Miner. There's an outpouring of abundance, of abundance. New doors have been opened. Welcome to the Divine Segment with me, Josephine Miner. Now, on today's devotion, we are going to base our discussion on the story of Nehemiah. And we are going to look at the book of Nehemiah. This is a book that uh, Nehemiah wrote while he was serving King Saxis and later when he was rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. Now, let's read from the book of Nehemiah, chapter 6, verse 1 to 4. And this is what the word of the Lord says. When the word came to Sanballat, Tobiah, Geshem, the Arab, and the rest of our enemies, that I had rebuilt the wall, and not a gap was left in it, though up to that time I had not set the doors in the gates. Sanballat and Geshem sent me this message. Come, let us meet together in one of the villages on the plain of Ono. But they were scheming to harm me. So I sent messengers to them with this reply. I am carrying on a great project and cannot go down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and go down to you? Four times they sent me the same message, and each time I gave them the same answer. That is the word of the Lord uh, from the book of Nehemiah, chapter 6, verse 1 to 4. We have read a portion of the scripture that reveals great triumph amidst extreme difficulty. Israel had been in captivity for seven years and had been allowed to return to Jerusalem. They returned to find the city in ruins with so much work to be done. On the surface, the work seemed overwhelming, maybe even impossible, but Nehemiah and the others decided to undertake the impossible and restore the city. They made great progress for the glory of God, but there was determined opposition on the very hand. I truly believe, my listener, we are experiencing an attack of the adversary as we've never known before. We're living in times where it is apparent that the very foundation and fundamentals of our faith are being challenged on every hand. It seems as if the church can make progress for a season, but if we are not careful, we often suffer setbacks to the enemy. We cannot leave off of yesterday's blessings. It is good to enjoy what the Lord has done in our midst, but we must be vigilant and continue in our labor for him. I would like to consider the word that Nehemiah and the others did there in Jerusalem. As we do, may we think on Nehemiah's question, why should the work cease? There is so much and too much at stake to abandon our post or our roles. It is imperative that we remain on the wall and in the Lord's work. Now let's look at verse 1. Nehemiah and the others had almost completed the work of rebuilding the wall. This was a necessary part of Jerusalem being restored. The wall served many purposes for those who dwelt within the city. We need to understand that rebuilding the wall went much further than erecting a wall of stone. The wall was so much more than the physical presence. Much of the work that has been accomplished here is visible to see, but we can't see all that has been accomplished. There is so much that has been done that we cannot see with our physical eye. As we look at what they accomplished, you will see a parallel to what God is doing in his church today. My dear listener, we have a work of hope 
we must keep in mind that the people had been in bondage in the book of Nehemiah for 70 years. Most, if not all of this, had never known life in Jerusalem. Can you imagine the joy that simply building a wall brought to the people's heart? They were finally getting to restore the homeland. This is where they belonged. It was the land of promise. Much of what we accomplish in our lives can't be held within our own hands, my dear listener. Much of what we accomplish is found within our hearts. Just as the world brought a sense of hope to Israel, we too can be filled with the hope in the Lord. You and me engage in different kinds of labor, but all together, that labor becomes a work of hope. We cannot place a value on what the Lord has done within the hearts and the lives of his people. We are a people of abundant hope in the Lord. Secondly, you and me are called to build a wall of protection. Nehemiah reveals that the work on the wall had progressed to the point that there was no breach left therein. They had successfully rebuilt what the world had torn down. This gave the people a sense of security within the city. My dear listener, there is likely a need to repair some breaches that exist in the walls of our life. The congregation, you and me, must stand united in order to achieve a common goal. We must close the gaps of separation and overcome our differences. That is a great accomplishment for you and me as the church of God, as a family. There are a lot of people within the church, within our communities, that don't enjoy what we have here. We need to maintain a wall that has no breaches. The enemy is seeking any and every opportunity to break through. We need our walls to stand strong. Our children need to be protected from the attacks of this world. We need to ensure that the church continues to be a place of rest from the cares of this life. We need to ensure that we keep the enemy out and Jesus in with him the focus of all we do. Thirdly, you and me, my dear listener, require a word of humility. Though at that time, verse 1b, though at that time I had not set up the doors upon the gates. Now, Nehemiah had made great progress, but he was still mindful of areas that needed to be secured. He had not grown complacent or overconfident in the work they had done. This is much different than the arrogant attitude of these forefathers who assumed they were invisible because they were Israelites. We have certainly been blessed, but we must keep our focus. We cannot let our guard down. We have come a long way, but much remains to be done. Our attendance is up, but there are enough right around us to fill the space that God has called us to be in, and another one just like it. We have children who belong to us who have never been saved. I'm certain that the adversary has his eye on us. He would like us to find a weakness to exploit. He would love to come in and tear down the gains we've made if God reveals an area that needs attention. But we must respond quickly. Fourthly, the accomplishment of the work and that's in verse 2, that Sanballat and Geshem sent unto me, saying, Come, let us meet together in some of one of the villages in the plain of Ono. But they thought to do me mischief. It didn't take long for the enemy to show up in an effort to hinder the work of Nehemiah. 
Satan, my dear listener, will see to it that hindrances come your way. This is just a part of life while serving the Lord. Those attacks will come, but we can be victorious by knowing what to look for. Sanballat's tactics mirrors those used by the devil. So what will the enemy do? He will put an act of delay. Sanballat wanted Nehemiah to come meet in a village in the plain of Ono. He desired to lead Nehemiah away from the work he was engaged in. Sanballat knew the determination of Nehemiah to finish the work, but he hoped to delay his work. My dear listener, Satan would like nothing more than to lead us away from the work we are engaged in. He would have us to lay back or slack off in our labor for the Lord. We cannot put off until tomorrow what we need to do today. There are souls at stake who may not have many more tomorrows. Let's work them while it is day for the Lord. Don't buy into Satan's lie that there is plenty of time to allow him to hinder you and me from doing the work of God. Another act that the enemy uses is the act to deceive. Sanballat wanted Nehemiah to believe that he wanted to meet for the good of Israel. He hoped to deceive Nehemiah into falling for his evil plot. Satan likes to use deception today. He would have us believe that society is too far gone, that there is too much to do, and that our efforts simply aren't worth it. If he can cause us to lose our focus on the Lord and go a different way, we have fallen for his deceptive ways. We must constantly be on guard against the deceit of the enemy. Another act that the enemy uses is the act of defeat. And that's in verse 2b, but they thought to do me mischief. Now Nehemiah wasn't about to fall for Sanballat's plan. He knew they only wanted to cause him harm and hinder the work of rebuilding the wall. Satan may come, painting a pretty picture, but he always seeks destruction. You can rest assured know that he's not pleased with the work that you and me have accomplished. He doesn't seek to merely put a damper on things. He seeks to defeat us. He would like you and me to focus on the problem that we face and get discouraged in our walk with God. Lastly, the attack on the work and the attitude toward the work. Sanballat tried to discourage Nehemiah but he realized there was more at stake than the completion of the wall. Nehemiah was determined to do what God had called him to do. Our attitude toward our work will determine our accomplishments. We need to share the attitude that Nehemiah had. Notice his description. I'm doing a great work. There may have been those who wouldn't have agreed that he was doing the work of the Lord. But Nehemiah was faithful to the work that God had called him do. We must always remember that whatever we do for the Lord is a great work. He has no meaningless or trivial tasks. If you sing in the choir, sing with all you have. If you greet people at the back door as an usher, do it as unto the Lord. If you teach a class, prepare yourself throughout the week and come ready to teach for the glory of God. If you're a sweeper, sweep that room, sweep that church clean, sweep that office clean, they are no unimportant tasks in the work of God. The Bible says in the book of Colossians chapter 3 verse 23, And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord, not unto men. The work of the Lord is the most important task that we will endeavor to accomplish all week. Lastly but not least, Nehemiah was so devoted. 
When called upon to come down, Nehemiah responded, I cannot come down. The work that he was engaged in was not for his own choosing. He had received the call of God. There wasn't an option on whether to continue or not. My dear listener, you and me need the same kind of devotion. Whatever God has called you and me to do, you cannot come down. Teacher, keep on teaching. Singer, keep on singing. Witness, keep on telling. You preacher out there, keep on preaching. Worker, keep on working. Let us be found faithful at the very end. There is no retirement plan in the Lord's handbook. We must stand our post until the Lord calls us home. My dear listener, when the Tobias and the Sanballats of this life come to distract you, when you are rebuilding your wall, your answer to them should be, why should God's work cease? Keep on building. Why should they disrupt you, distract you, if they are not a part of your life's vision or God's plan? If they don't mean you any good, let them go. They are only wasting your time, and time is of essence in God's kingdom. Today, my dear listener, ignore the outside noises. Today, my dear listener, refuse to be distracted, discouraged, or disrupted by dream killers. Keep on moving. Your brighter days are right ahead. When God called you, he called you alone. It was not a conference call. Just like Nehemiah, my dear listener, keep on building and rebuilding those walls. God loves you. God wants to rebuild those broken walls in your life. Would you just invite him in your heart? Or perhaps just like Nehemiah, a big assignment lies ahead of you and God is waiting on you to invite him in the task ahead so that he can provide the necessary resources required. It may be through kings, divine helpers, destiny helpers, name it. So how do you invite the Lord in your life? It's so easily. Simply repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I come before you. I admit that I am a sinner. I ask you to cleanse me and wash me clean with the blood of Jesus. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life. Rebuild my walls again for the greater glory of your name. In Jesus' name, amen. My dear listener, I hope you've been blessed and encouraged. That has been the word of the Lord today. I will see you again tomorrow, same time, same place. Until then, God bless you. Bye-bye. You have been with me, Josephine Minor, and you are on Timeless Radio, your timeless companion. House on a hill, my greatness cannot be hidden. It's beyond, it's beyond my wildest dreams, what the Lord is doing, my reality.
moving with the speed of the Holy Ghost. I am favored. Walking in abundance, moving with the speed of the Holy Ghost. I am favored. How many of you walking? Come on.
somebody a high five says a new level. Come on, prophesy, prophesy, prophesy. Supernatural in my finances. Supernatural in my business. Supernatural in my home. Supernatural education. It's a new Send a word. 